Welcome to Peers Like Me. Peers Like Me is a regularly updated podcast developed to increase everybody's understanding of the effects of people who have behavioral health issues on our families, neighbors, and communities. Peers Like Me is designed to increase understanding and knowledge for people in our community from a peer, people with lived experiences, perspective, which will result in improved community inclusion. Our hope is that by sharing our knowledge and experiences with the issues, our community will gain better understanding and acceptance, resulting in an improved quality of life for everyone. In mid-September, our host, Maura Kelly, attended the New York Association of Psychiatric Rehabilitation Services, Inc., or NIAPR's 40th Annual Conference, A New Alliance, It Takes a Community, at the Villa Roma Resort and Conference Center in Calicoon, New York. She spoke to Jennifer Feng, a peer from Queens, New York. Hi, this is Maura Kelly, and welcome to Peers Like Me, a podcast for people to help understand uh, those suffering or labeled with mental health issues. And today we have a very special guest here, and that's Jennifer Fang from Queens, New York. And she has a burning desire to talk about empathy and why it's so important to help people in need of mental wellness. So Jennifer, welcome to the Peers Like Me podcast. Thanks for having me. Okay, so... Tell a little bit about yourself. So what, what makes you think about empathy? What, what does empathy mean to you? So I came across this field mostly because of my own lived experience, most of all. Um, what I um, experienced, what people around me experienced, and the type of value that society assigns to it. Um, that, that experience, along with some of the um, work um, opportunities that I had led me to pursue my PhD program in psych rehab, which wow. I find very, very, very uh, much of a privilege and honor to do. Wow. So empathy is a very, very, very special topic to me because I feel that if everybody can just activate that hot button in themselves, I think a lot of society's problems, although may not be completely eliminated, at the very least can at least be diminished in some way or another. Right. So you're getting your doctorate in psych rehab. That's great. You have lived experience. So you got you were labeled somewhere and you're you told me you're a student at Rutgers University. Pretty impressive. So you use the word activate. What does how does someone activate empathy? What does that mean? The way I see empathy is just being able to understand or put yourself in the shoes of someone else. It may not mean you understand in its entirety what you're thinking or experiencing, but it's the very essence of what being human is. You're able to relate to them, um, what those emotions and feelings and these essential uh, tidbits and features of what makes somebody human and able to understand what is somewhat wrong or somewhat right, and how someone should be treated with dignity. I think those are all basic essentials that everybody has in one way or another. It just needs to be put there. Okay, so a lot of people listening see people on the streets or at the corner or in the middle of the street, and they're, they're not doing well. They're like, why are you in the middle of the street? They're scary looking. And people walk around them. People go out of the way to avoid these human beings. How do you activate empathy when 
it's like, I cannot relate to this. This is something foreign, like a broken leg. It's like, oh, I see it, I can feel it. But someone that is just not totally different. How do, how do we activate empathy in that situation, in our community? I think empathy, usually mostly from what I've seen, comes from situations where they themselves have been placed in it before. And, you know, I'm not vouching for the world to please be more um, hurt and more suffering than right, is right. It, right? But I find that it's really when they are in need of help in some way, shape, or form that they themselves realize, oh, wow, that's what it feels like to be put in a situation where I was not welcomed by anybody. Right. So now they know that firsthand this is what it means you know, internally and what it means to embody all those feelings that that's hurt, to to be agonized and to feel like you don't belong. Have you ever felt that way? I definitely have. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So what? Yeah, so that's a terrible feeling. It yeah. is. And, you know, I think really what activates that is really being able to experience it and that, that kind of emerges and marinates and then once they have that aha moment that's when they realize you know what next time i see somebody who's being bullied in school i'm going to step in for that person that's right so somebody stepped in for me right and isn't that sort of like the peer thing isn't that absolutely like reciprocity reciproc yes so sharing together yes and maybe it is empathy focusing on what's different or focusing what's similar the same it, with people's characteristics or... Uh, I think empathy is being able to focus on the one thing that stands out and what, which focuses on what shouldn't be. And said, you know what, I see that and something's wrong. And I understand that if that were on me, I wouldn't like it either. So then what do we do? What, do we, what if we're in that position? Like, I, I don't like that. I, I see that. It, it does not look right. What does one do then in the community? In those instances, you know, as a huge social advocate myself, I would think that one should be so furious that they want to do something about it, whether yeah. directly or indirectly. So I would think, you know, if you see somebody being mistreated out in the streets, if you happen to have the skills to do it, intervene and say, you know, you shouldn't be doing that to her. Right. Or, you know, if you see that somebody is not getting enough to eat, you should say, hey, I know a food pantry nearby. Right. Yeah. And that would, that might just make someone's day so bright that yeah. they would jump for joy. Yeah. Um, at one point in time, I lived in a car and it was very isolating. So human interaction was tough. I think, I think people that experience mental illness and not wellness have trouble with human interaction. Can empathy play a role in that and trying to get that human interaction improved or increased or sense of belonging? I think as social beings, as humans, I think we all have that desire to feel loved, mm -hmm. to feel like we are worth it, because really what I see, and this might just come from my faith, yeah. I identify as a Christian, and mm -hmm. I personally think that our Creator made us all to feel like we are valued. Wow. That's just the very essence of what human is, to be loved, to be cherished and treated rightly. And the outcome of not having that you know it's just 
disarray, mental illness, whatever. Right, it is. right. So, how did you get to be a peer? How did you get into this world of, um, like, this peer world? Like, you're going for your PhD in psych rehab. Like, where did the peer component come in in your life? Well, I've gone through a string of events where people labeled me, didn't mm-hmm. understand me, even went as far as trying to ostracize me. Um, you know, I've had events that were very, very traumatic. I've been, um, been the object of sexual misconduct mm-hmm. by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually in a university setting wow. where, you know, like the Me Too movement, I yeah. didn't completely understand where they're coming from because, yeah. you know, as somebody who can't identify with the Me Too movement, you know, it's something that just does not feel like a great thing. Right. And as, um, you know, there's many lectures out there that will tell you post-traumatic growth right. is something yeah. so powerful because it's only through these experiences that, one, I'm able to empathize with them on a new, di- new different level. Yes. And two, um, now I totally understand why it is I'm doing my PhD, and that's what led me to my PhD. Yeah, um, wow. I was looking for something to study, and I thought it wasn't quite exactly one field. It's really a combination of everything. Right. So, so that's why, you know, when I looked at all these um, advertisements, and I saw, wow, this PhD program has everything I want. Wow, it's like a potpourri. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Great. So if, if someone wanted to continue this, a conversation about empathy. Is there a way they can reach out to you, Jennifer, and like uh, maybe email you or continue the discussion? Is there some way to reach out to you? Absolutely. Oh, okay. What is? How can we do that? You can reach my email. So it's J like Jennifer F like Frank. The number one. The number zero. The number zero. Five. At S like Sam. H like Harry. P like Peter. Dot Rutgers, that's R-U-T-G-E-R-S dot E-D-U. Dot E-D-U. So, Jennifer, it is J-F-1-0-0-5 at S-H-P dot Rutgers dot E-D-U. Yes. Jennifer, thank you so much for taking time out to be our guest on Peers Like Me. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Okay, all right. You've been listening to Peers Like Me, a podcast that explores issues related to behavioral health, sponsored by Western New York Independent Living, Inc., with the assistance of the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Today, our guest has been Jennifer Fang, a peer from Queens, New York. Our host has been Maura Kelly. <laughs>